0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, drop shipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. In today's episode, I am chatting to Amazon PPC legend George Marissa from Clear Ads, a UK-based company that manages Amazon advertising for sellers like us. Aside from regular sponsored advertising, George has one of the few agencies in the world which has access to Amazon's DSP, which enables his team to advertise to customers both on and crucially off Amazon. Now, I have to admit that I know nothing about DSP. So in today's episode, George breaks down the whole concept of DSP in a nice plain English and explains who it's for and its pros and cons. Now, George will also be joining us at the upcoming Amazon Collective Mastermind event that Regina and I are holding in June this year between the 18th and the 22nd in beautiful Ubud in Bali. And you'll be joined by our invited VIP guests, Kirsty Verity, Leo Segovio and Bradley Sutton. And in previous events, we've had VIP attendees like Jamie Paris from the Endgame Network, the bearded one, Norm Farrar, Paul Barron, and the one and only Amy Weiss. So to apply, head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Barley. That's theaustralianseller.com forward slash Barley, where you can read all about the trip and apply to join us. Every mastermind that we've held so far has been a complete sellout and this one will not be an exception. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group, head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook and I'm still offering private coaching and you know what to do there, don't you? So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. Uh, That's it from me today. Let's get on with today's show with George Marissa. back to another episode of the Australia Seller Podcast and today I am delighted to welcome to the show George Oressa from Clear Ads. How are you buddy? I am doing well thank you very much. How are you doing? Really good. We caught up in New Delhi didn't we? Well Delhi now as it's yeah. known. Yep. Um, yeah, back in October of 2022 we met for the first time. Uh, we hit it off. Well I did. I don't know how you felt but.
1: Yeah no, 100% that <laughs> like, was very quick. It was, it was love at first sight. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> anyways, we uh, we did have a great time in, in Delhi uh, at the Ecom India Summit and uh, both of us spoke there. I kind of just did something really simple on, I just went back to basics on how Amazon works and you know tactics and a few case studies and things. You jumped in and talked a lot about Amazon PPC or sponsored advertising. Yeah. But today we're going to talk about Amazon DSP because I don't really know much at all about it. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of dumb questions and you're <laughs> going to hopefully be able to answer them for me. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. All right, before we uh, dive in though, do you want to give people a bit of a background, a little bit of an intro?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I straight from university, I went into paid advertising and that was in 2009. Mm. Um, started with Google Ads, set up the agency in 2011, still focusing primarily on Google Ads. For the last six years, we've been in Amazon PPC um, and, and then about four, four or five years now, we got into Amazon's demand side platforms, so Amazon's DSP. Mm. Now... Um, 100% of what we do is PPC and DSP for Amazon brands. Yep. We don't really touch Google Ads anymore. We don't really do any other type of paid ad, but I've basically dabbled with an, a whole range. Uh, and um, at the moment, it's just still PPC and DSP that excites me yeah. uh, with Amazon. So
0: i reckon you need a university degree these days to be able to even yeah. set up a google ad <laughs> like it's just yeah it's crazy in google ads now I, I remember starting google ads back in 2002 when it first sort of arrived wow. i had one i think probably one of australia's first google adwords accounts wow. and uh yeah it had a lot of history anyway um today let's talk about dsp so okay. what does dsp stand for i think you mentioned demand side platform what does that mean
1: yes yeah, so it's amazon's demand side platform so so DSP is, it falls into the category of um, programmatic advertising. So this is completely separate to pay-per-click. So the best example I can give you to simplify it is it's like Facebook, okay. right? So with PPC, you, you target people more on keywords mm-hmm. and the searches that they make. Whereas with DSP, you look at audiences. Right. So uh, whatever data wh- um, any platform can get, it works off that to then give you... Um, a group of people that you can target.
0: So like demographic data and age data and income data and those sorts of exactly things or that. interests as well.
1: Interest, but it goes deeper. So with Ooh. Facebook ads, it's, 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 that surface level It's you know, they get the name, the age, they get um, interests, but how accurate is that? Mm. Uh, and then there's a lot of things that were pulled in from external sources, like data was pulled in from external sources. But now with the elimination of third party cookies, that it's made it harder on facebook now the benefit amazon has is one they're working with first party data yes. so it's all theirs right mm-hmm. so as every every other programmatics um, platform is getting penalized they're not yep. they've got the one of the richest data in the world right that's the first thing the second thing is it's not it's not like on facebook you can put an age in there and that's not your real age right that's right it, this is this is actual buying behavior yeah that we're, we're talking with so if someone you know if sally went and bought some cat food you can target sally with ads around cat food you know th- 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 there's audiences that you can build customized for people who buy certain types of products which gives you uh, 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 almost 100 a- uh, um, percent mm. accuracy in, in the targeting that you're doing
0: yeah that's amazing so facebook lost its ability to to use third-party cookies didn't it when i think it was apple was that what happened that yeah. will sort of stop cookie drops or something to yeah. so for retargeting and whatnot, and privacy reasons, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. So it's, it's a big rollout across programmatic. It's been talked about for, like I think, 10, 11 months at least. So mm. you know they, they've all been warned, this is coming, this is coming. So it's going to be just rolled out across everything. Uh, Apple and Google made some bold moves to cut it out themselves for privacy reasons, so yeah. everyone else will follow
0: yeah, fair enough. Okay, so who typically uses a DSP? How do you even get to get access to the DSP? It's not something that I've seen in Seller Central.
1: That's a very good point. So with DSP, you can't access it as a seller, um, um, which is uh, frustrating because um, they you can, you can, one, you can go with Amazon directly mm-hmm. and Amazon will manage it for you, but they tend to ask for budgets of, I've seen it range from ten thousand dollars a month to thirty thousand dollars a month. Yikes! Um, especially in the U- In the US, that's kind of the price range. In places in like like Europe, I've seen lower numbers being promoted. In India, they're starting people off with three thousand a month. Mm. Um, so um, it varies from one market to another market. Um, their main KPI when you go over Amazon, though, is how can they make you spend as much as possible? That's <laughs> the goal. And also the main metric that they look at is impressions. So they report very heavily on, look at your reach. You've mm. reached this many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to bear in mind if Amazon ever do approach you. Um, the chances that you'll get someone really good is very slim because mm-hmm. those who know DSP really well within Amazon, they get promoted quick and they deal with bigger budgets. Yeah. Um, so... That's how it works when you go with DSP. And then you can go down the agency route. So there's a number of agencies. We're one of which that has, we're, we're, a, we're a partner with, with Amazon. So mm-hmm. um, we have our own seat. So they gave us our own logins. And within that seat, we can have as many accounts as we want. We can start them off with as much budget as we like. So the criteria for us to get that seat is to have at least $100,000 a month worth of ad spend through our seat, which we, we yeah. do yep um so that's that's another way is to go down the agency route mm. now very seldom I have seen sellers who are spending more than a hundred to a hundred and fifty thousand a month get their own entity right. um, very seldom uh, now I've got contacts with the head of d s p at Amazon mm-hmm. and there was a moment where I introduced him to a billion dollar company mm. who wanted to run d s p and he himself said to me. We're not going to give it to them just make him do it for yourself i don't know how on earth you can get your own access but they i i just i Hmm. haven't personally seen it with my eyes i've just heard one or two sellers say they have their own access yeah and i I don't know so if you've got some deep rooted connections i was gonna say yeah it's probably
0: probably who you know not what or how much money you've got yeah um okay so Typically, big companies often managed by Amazon, but you can sort of come in with a lower budget and run through clear ads. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, If you want to, now there is a criteria, and this is I think this is really important for people to know before they dive into DSP. Don't don't just throw money at it. Firstly, the main thing is whatever you do, never take budget away from PPC to put into DSP. Okay. DSP is a fantastic tool to help aid engagement so if you've already reached out to a particular audience they've engaged with your brand you the low hanging fruit there is getting those who've engaged and haven't purchased to purchase there there in itself you'll pick up a good amount of sales Mm -hmm. if you cut out if you cut out the spend from ppc and you're reducing the amount of people that are coming in at the top of the funnel the amount in the bottom of the funnel will just um, dwindle so you don't want to take that route the second thing to bear in mind as well is when you um you need to have an attractive enough offer and this mm-hmm. is quite is, you have to be brutal about this it can't be your opinion ask your friends because if you have a product that's fairly similar to seven other products in terms of price you might have a 50 50 cent or a dollar difference that's mm. not a big difference that's mm. that makes you stand out if you don't have that massive differentiating factor i wouldn't recommend doing dsp because Another thing you have to bear in mind is if you step back, when you're looking at a PPC, someone is actively looking for your product. They've searched the term. That's right. With DSP, it's invasive. They weren't looking for your product. Mm. You just haven't. You just happen to, to, to hit them. Yeah. Right. So, so you need to have an attractive enough offer for them to go. You know what? Okay, I'll just I'll buy this. Yeah. Um. So. That's something else to bear in mind. So reviews, are, are, is your product retail ready? I know Amazon love to use that, that term retail ready, but do you have a substantial amount of reviews? Do you have strong data that's, and good conversion rates to indicate that the market says you have um, a standout product? Now, mm. if, if you meet that criteria, then yes, definitely jump into DSP because one of the big benefits is you can engage with someone before they even know they will need to buy your product. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. If uh, if if you if someone's just purchased a, a pram, so a, str- a stroller for, for a baby, mm-hmm. you know they're probably going to have a baby. They're going to have a baby, right? A baby, right? Yep. So, so if you're selling diapers or nappies, whatever you want to call it, mm. you can start promoting diapers and nappies to them before the baby comes. Mm. So that's likely, you know, they probably they might not have thought about, okay, I need to buy this, but it's something that they're going to be interested in. Oh, for sure. So, so that's just one example of how you can, leverage the information that you got from amazon mm. to, to, to to make it work to your benefit
0: so dsp is more of a sort of a push and or push advertising and yeah. ppc is more sort of pull so people are kind yeah. of actively looking for you all right yeah. um good to know i was going to ask about the creatives and where do they actually show like what what are we actually advertising is it like a is it a product Page, you know, like on sponsored advertising on Amazon, where it just shows the product, or are you actually getting some some banners and some creatives?
1: There's both, so you can right. you can do a variety. So uh, you can um, there's something called responsive e- uh, e-commerce ads. So you would put the ASIN in, Amazon mm-hmm. will automatically create adverts for you mm-hmm. in multiple size variations. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't even need to. We don't even need to do as much with it. Before you had to quote one for each size, now they've just changed it so it's a responsive ad so so it matches up and then it optimizes. Right Mm -hmm. Now these ads, one of the big benefits of this ad which you can't do with PPC is you can find a review that someone's written about you, Mm -hmm. you can take a snippet of that review and you can add it as a quote into the ad. So you choose what review you put in there. Mm. Now they're very strict about it. It needs to be identically, it needs to match identically uh, with that review. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, it will get uh, disapproved. But that tends to help with conversion rates. So that becomes one of the variations of the ad. Mm-hmm. So if you have any coupons running or any promotions, that ad- adds additional variations that ad- uh, Amazon show your ads for. Now, in terms of where those ads appear, yeah, they appear around um, the product results page. Yep. Um. So if someone's looking for another product, it would appear there. It also appears on a search results page. Mm-hmm uh, on the far left. And you also find these ads, um, uh, on a, uh, in enhanced brand content, like around those areas, you'll see the ad when you're about to purchase some, another, another person's product, the ads also serve there. On top of that, you can, you also have these ads serving outside of Amazon. And just think about that. If you've got an audience that, you know, works within Amazon, Mm. you can target people who with, with the Amazon audiences, Mm. Outside of Amazon and bring that external traffic into Amazon, so that's mm. external traffic is going to record it as.
0: I was going to ask, in is it a good method for launching a product and ranking products? Um,
1: think- the problem, is, um, if I'm honest, no. In terms mm-hmm. of ranking, it's a it's a no because with ranking, it's all focused around keywords, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're trying to rank across keywords so with DSP mm-hmm. because it's more interest and uh, fo- focus. Yeah. There's no keyword to attach to it. No, I've spoken to a few other DSP agencies of how, and they've tried to creatively find ways of doing it, um, but um, it kind of hit the grey hat territory. So I've kind of <laughs> it up. Um, I've heard I've heard of agencies scary stories of agencies where you make one mistake with the Amazon's DSP, mm-hmm. they can shut down your entire entity. So you make one mistake on one account, and you can have fifty of your accounts all completely switched off. Um, and there's been one or two occasion, uh, occasions mm-hmm. where someone's had that happen. Amazon didn't explain to them why it happened. They just saw all of their ads stop serving. Three days later, um, Amazon they had to push Amazon. Three days later, they reached out and said it's because one of your accounts didn't pay the DSP budget. Wow. Um, so so we like we have to be incredibly strict with what we do in the DSP platform.
0: Yeah, that sounds. Fair enough, I suppose. But it's typical Amazon—they kind of shoot first, ask questions later, don't they? Um, Yeah. All right. So, what about things like uh, retargeting? Is that something that you can do with DSP?
1: Yeah, that that, and that's probably that's the most powerful tool. Funny enough, um, I wrote an article about so 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 uh, about 2019, June 2019, Amazon gave you the ability to create your own audiences. Mm-hmm. So, one, you can create an A- anyone who's viewed your ASIN and exclude anyone who's purchased your ASIN.
0: That's good,
1: which is incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you still can't do that of display ads yet, but watch, watch the space; it is coming, and you heard it here first. Um, that they are going to introduce the ability to exclude those who have purchased to enable you to only serve your ads to people who haven't purchased. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is you can target everyone who has purchased any of, any of your competitors' products or have Ooh. looked at any of your competitors' products and serve ads to them. Can we
0: do that now, or is that coming?
1: No, that's that's that's, that's now within DSP.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Um, you can do that with display ads, actually, too, in a sense, because you just go to product targeting, find anyone who's looked at other people's ASINs.
0: Mm. Now,
1: the strategy I recommend you take with this is if you've got ASIN targeting already running through PPC, yep, and you're getting results, then there's a mm-hmm. strong chance you'll get good results with DSP. Yep there's already an, a good indication that you're, you have a good standout product. So we had one, one extreme example where we saw phenomenal sales for one product through the um, competitor retargeting. And that was because when we reviewed some of their main competitors, the average star rating was free. Oh, God. They had a 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. So within the industry, for some weird reason, everyone was just getting slated with bad reviews, but they weren't. So they were very focused on quality. So that mm. worked to our advantage.
0: That's a good one. Actually, I'm launching a product at the moment for one of my clients in the US and we are running product ads as well as exact match keyword ads. Uh, but the product targeting ads um, is giving us the sales velocity, what's helping with sales velocity, even though we're not using, no one's you know, keywords aren't associated with the sales. But yeah, we're just piggybacking off the back of this other competing listing. Um, you know, We've got like one review, they've got 22,000. <laughs> wow. But where we're sort of winning is that they're like, you know, they're a two-pound pack and we're a three-pound pack and we're $5 cheaper. So that's sort of, you know, that competitive advantage that you're talking about.
1: Exactly. That's a great example. To launch
0: it, yeah, just has really set this thing on fire. It's on a keyword too that is a 75000 estimated a month volume keyword. We're already in the middle of page one. So that's taken about seven days. So that's going really well. Very happy client.
1: You touched on a very good example here. So DSP can't help with keyword rank. Mm. but it definitely can help with sales velocity. So one yeah. one example is we've had one or two clients who have come on board with us because they are position number two or three mm-hmm. in that category rank. Yep. So what we're able to do is just through remarketing and very focused kind of bottom of the funnel um, tactics who are able to get enough sales come through and the conversion rates high enough, yep. to get them to secure position one and get the bestseller badge, which then accelerated everything
0: oh yeah it does but, doesn't
1: it yeah because one thing you've got to bear in mind is um you pay for impressions so when someone actually ends up clicking which isn't as often mm. the chances that they're going to purchase is a lot higher yes. and that actually works to your advantage because when they do click they're going to have a higher rate of conversion, conversion. Um, and that's going to impact your overall conversion rate so um, especially if you've got a whole load of people who've engaged with your brand and they, they might have been on the way home from work they saw it and went oh this looks interesting but they couldn't purchase for some reason yep. and then later on if they see that product again they're more likely to, to kind of on a second or third or the fourth touch yeah, make that purchase that's when you know you can see some really good results that's really cool
0: yeah i like the idea of um the super high conversion rates yeah, yeah. what sort of what sort of click-through rates do you normally experience though, with dsb oh, so like <laughs>
1: 0.5 0.6 wow. Yeah, you're, you're looking at some really low um, um, conversion rates, but on the benefit, the impression th- cost per thousand impressions is pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, so, so
1: uh, it, it kind of works itself out.
0: Does it vary though, depending on the ad or the category that it you're does, in? Or?
1: It does, yeah. So, well, yes, yeah, so if you're looking at general one time buys, you know, we tend to start a cost per thousand of about know, three dollars, um, four dollars. Sometimes we try and really push and see what we can get away with and go to two dollars, but very seldom. If you are looking at supplements, um, people that purchase, again, you look at seven dollars, eight dollars, because we're still seeing the returns. Yeah. Um, we want to push uh, on top of the page more um, with those with those with those lessons.
0: doesn't sound too bad. A couple of bucks for a thousand impressions. It's, uh, no,
1: I'm, this is it. The barrier of entry is so high right now, right? right. Mm. So because the barrier of entry is so high, um, um, there, there's not many people spending on it. So that way, the prices are are, are fairly reasonable. Mm. Um, so obviously, this is something to get to get kind of scripted with but one thing i also want to bear in mind is Mm. did want to bear in mind is dsp is incredibly automated so it's not like ppc so you can imagine one asin will have 14 to 15 different sizes Mm. and on top of that it will have four to five different variations of that ad yeah so you can imagine a lot of variation so what amazon does is it 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 serves all of those ads, and we always optimize for ROAS, like especially yep. when you look at the bottom of the funnel. So it's mm. always trying to find, okay, during what time of day, what ad type and what ad size converts best.
0: Yep, fair so enough. The
1: more time you run it, the the more, the more better the results you get. So this isn't like PPC where you go in and optimize every few days. We don't do that. Yep. Um, I've spoken to about 17 to 18 different Amazon DSP reps. Only one ever spoke like sense to me. <laughs> and she was incredible. She was based in Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, that's a really big clue. If you ever get a yeah. DSP from Seattle, it tends they tend to be decent. And she's the one that recommended to us They do, do not make any changes to DSP uh, mm. in, 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 every two weeks is the maximum. Don't do it more than two weeks. So we always bank all the changes we want to make and we do it every two weeks. When we implemented that, we saw a big improvement in sales of um, right. DSP. And we're not trying to impress clients and say hey we're working the account every day nope we're literally just let's get the results and this is the best way to get it
0: yeah it's actually to do do less
1: <laughs> just yeah do less kind of cool. and just save save it so if, if there's a few things that need to be done don't do them save all of them and do it all at once mm. um and in, in like after two weeks yeah
0: so, well it sounds like that that lady was based in seattle so she's in head office so yeah she's probably yeah pretty and then pretty she disappeared money.
1: she oh. doesn't respond to my emails anymore it's a sad Duh. story in my life this is <laughs>
0: Welcome to Amazon. Uh, I was going to ask too about, you mentioned earlier that these ads run off Amazon. So what sort of websites, what example websites could you point us to if you wanted to see some?
1: So so this is is when you go into the realm of the open exchange. Mm. So this is a programmatic is growing at an incredibly fast rate. Mm. So what you have is you have a demand side, which is Amazon's DSP and you've got a supply side. So the demand side is programs like amazon facebook trade desk google's double click and they demand placement in uh, uh, in a network. On content right yeah. on the supply side is um, content writers blogs websites they they apply to a supply side platform and there's so many they could apply to more than one yep. right they apply to a supply side platform and then they can serve like they can have allocated space where ads can be served okay Right, yep. So before in the, like, before DSP and programmatic came about, you know, if you wanted to have placements on a website that promotes cats, mm. right, and there's all things about cats, and you want to promote your cat food, then you would need to approach that website owner, say to them, what well, how many impressions do you have? Uh, you show you know showing through Google Analytics, and then and then, and then you you, and that, um, you negotiate, you negotiate it, yeah. and you put it in for a time frame. With DSP that, that, that with programmatic, that's all automated this is all done in real time uh, with with bidding with automated bidding mm. and instantly you can say right i want to show my ads uh, on websites that contain f- the following remits and and yep. ads on those websites so now, the problem we have now and this is a big problem we have with dsp is the lack of there's a lack of trans- transparency Mm. On the placements, so with Google's DSP and mm. Google's um display ads, yeah. you can see exactly what websites your ads have served on. You can optimize, cut out the ones that are wasting money, and yeah. uh, increase budget on those that are generating money and yeah. do more. Right? With 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 DSP, you can only see the supply side platforms. You can you can only see the, su- the supply side sources. Right. We haven't gone to that layer of detail yet. Mm. So I'm 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 hoping this is going to come out because if it does, it's going to be a big game changer. Yeah, but um,
0: you can refine even further. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're saying then is that you can target your audiences and your demographics and all that stuff, but you don't get a say in where the ads are served on what kind of websites. So you yeah, don't you, get don't
1: really get, you don't get a, 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 a say on that. But yeah. um, I, I, think, I think the thing to bear in mind though is if you've got the audience targeting correct mm. on Amazon, so you know you're looking for a particular type of audience and you've seen that, that those results are, are being brought in, through amazon then it doesn't really matter what websites they go on no um, obviously for branding purposes there's going to be certain types of websites yeah. uh like you don't want you don't want you don't want your ads to serve on um which can be excluded um, like i'm um, like pornographic or anything that sells um, yeah. weapons and anything like that so you, drugs if you don't so yeah. Yeah, okay. um so um you can stop them from there but yeah most of the time and um, you don't really have an idea um but 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 you can see it so if you look at your own Mm. product and you start going on other people's websites you can you can start to see sometimes sometimes those dsp ads appear yeah
0: you see them in the retargeting yeah i thought it might be just uh, amazon you know targeting their own websites like audible or i don't know prime or something (laughs) you know i didn't realize that they they actually stretch and reach way way much deeper
1: it also now appear on imdb because amazon own it you can also use you can leverage IMDB's audience. So if someone's looked for Ooh. a looked up a certain type of actor, a TV show, a genre, mm-hmm. um, you can serve ads t- to that audience. So let's just say you you know you sell kitchen equipment or for of baking. So if anyone's been searching um, yeah, any shows for baking, for example, <laughs> yeah. you, and, yeah. and and they can serve ads to them on Prime as well. If someone's watched a Marvel movie and you and you have the rights to sell Marvel bed sheets or yeah. anything along those lines, then you can ensure you know if someone's watched it in the last five days, you can serve adds to them
0: too yep wow that is ridiculously powerful isn't it yeah i can sort of i can definitely see the advantages of that certainly not something that's available in intel central yet yeah <laughs> maybe, yeah maybe one day yeah. oh george it's been amazing i actually i've kind of run out of questions i can't think of anything else to ask well, you about this topic I, I, I,
1: that's fine i could t- i could tell you some stuff like the, the, the ugly side of dsp if that helps oh, yeah let's and do that Let's do that. Um, because this is this is thing, I th- this is something that I think um, people should be aware of before they jump into bed with anyone, any mm-hmm. company they work with, Amazon, anything. So the, the thing to bear in mind, Chris, is um, that you, one when you when you commit to su- an, uh, to work with someone, you are basically marrying into that business, right? Mar- marrying into them. So mm-hmm. it's not like PPC. With PPC, you can give an agency access. You are not happy with their with, with the work they've done, or you want to take it in house. You can cut the access off you still have all the data you still have the campaigns you still have the history that's right with dsp when you go with someone that that account lives in their entity right right so if you've been with them for six months a year um and and then all of a sudden you find that that company isn't the right fit or let's just say that they weren't running their numbers well and then they file for bankruptcy and then they've disappeared right Yep. that entity that your your campaigns live in that entity you have no access to it Mm. if you now then try and start from scratch oh yeah that means that your account is you're going to have to learn from that from again from nothing it's going to have to learn um um how to do uh you know how where where your account performs best
0: yeah what worked in the past what didn't all that stuff that's all gone
1: exactly so that's something to bear in mind and there's been a few people who've reached out to i said hey we want to switch from 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 them to you we looked at the results and said look as 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 amazing as it would be for us to work with you mm-hmm. you know you have to bear in mind the risks here which is there's a strong chance you know you're going to see a plummet in roas and sales mm-hmm. um and, and uh, the, those those occasions we just then give them a whole range of suggestions and then they pass it on to the agency they're doing and they tend to just implement it and then it works better. So mm. uh, we've consulted one or two people in that sense. That's the first thing. The first yep. thing is, 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 is just the lack. Yeah. And, and also another thing that a lot of sellers will struggle with is you don't have access to view it yourself. So you're going to have to heavily rely on whoever's managing it for you. Yeah. Amazon shit. sometimes they share the most shocking reports. It's like uh, it's unbelievable. And what they do is they flood it with so much data. It's just really hard to read. Yep. what they're doing exactly so so there's a lack of transparency now they are starting to introduce a ways of you can have access through seller central uh, for certain accounts but i don't even know what the criteria is mm. so you can link it so that they can view it but in terms of making changes you're not able to it's like a view um, only yeah yeah so there mm. are providers so if if, if if anyone's out there and they are like right heavy on I really need access. I really want to see the data and log in myself. Mm -hmm. Then you can go to places like Packview. But that's a premium premium, um, cost to it. Now, if you came on board with us and you're really desperate for it, again, we can jump onto Packview and ensure you get your own login so you can see the data on your account. That's that's an option that's available. Um, Another another, um, ugly truth about um, Amazon's DSP is Mm -hmm is attribution there's a lot of there's a lot of issues of attribution that's a shame so, yeah um so it's, it's it's all about okay where where have the sales come from mm. um because sometimes amazon will link sales that come from um um uh, uh like ppc to Yeah. So sometimes the sales look so attractive uh, and there's a, so we deal with a lot of sellers who come on and say that they've been really burnt in the past um they you know they, they 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 show all these great results they try and scale dsp and they don't see the results that that they help expected help. yeah so that is a big downfall um and, and and that is something to bear in mind the only thing i'd always recommend as well is um uh, um just just always remember the type of audience targeting that you can do and the power in that the mm. people you can engage so there is merit in that and that's 100 percent accurate like yeah. this is literally first bite data now, they are, they are, they're, 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 there's ways that Amazon are improving this. It's still not perfect. Now, one way they're doing this is finally they're giving us the option of linking the PPC account, mm-hmm. the Telecentral account, to the DSP account. So you can add a merchant token in there. Yeah, right. So when you link those two up, you tend to see some changes in terms of what the ROAS is showing. Now, yeah. that's one option. Another thing that is available out there as well is you Amazon Marketing Cloud. Um, there's a few different providers that are good. We use one called XPN from Israel as an Israeli company. Mm-hmm. And what they what they do is they give you what they like to call a true ROAS. So it's a ROAS that is actually accurate to DSP. So, and they also give you a report that shows, okay, what sales come from just PPC, yep. what sales have come just from DSP, yep. and what sales have come from a, a combination of PPC yep. and DSP. Yep. Uh, what I want people to just bear in mind as well is, the buying process isn't straightforward you know like humans when we're not robots we don't go nope. i am now going to buy a phone case for my iphone 13 mm-hmm. i'm now going to find one i'm going to buy one it's not as straightforward no it's not yeah, people, you know we get distracted we look at products we look at something else we might be put off by one color but we might like it later so it's about creating those touch points mm. that then that then end up making the sale
0: that's right so in in Google Analytics, for example, you've got the one you know the attribution reports, right? So they kind of tell yeah. you the first interaction on a product page, for example, is you know came from a Google PPC ad, and then yeah. the second interaction was an organic one or a yeah. direct hit. So they kind of give you all the touch points that resulted in a conversion, yeah, in a sale, and I, and so things can kind of get blended. And if you're using last click attribution, which is you know the final click that resulted in the sale and accrediting all of the um, you know, all that credit to that last click, um, that can be quite misleading because sometimes is, you know, yeah, your advertising cool. is... And it sounds like Amazon hasn't quite got that level of reporting for you to sort of look oh, no. at the customer journey <laughs> that yeah. arrived at the, at the sale at the end.
1: But that's, yeah. that's the, I think that's the beauty, Chris, of what we have, which is we have a background in Google. So mm. uh, Amazon are using the Google Ads platform as a framework in terms of how they build. So, so yes. I, one thing I love of Google is you can have a linear attribution model Which factors in the whole process. So when we were doing stuff, good Ads, for our company personally, we, you know, we when we moved to the linear approach, we we found this campaign resulted in zero point three conversions, and this one relate, you know, had zero point three, and that one has zero point three. So, so in the past, where we would have went right, let's switch off everything but the the one that had the last attribution, we were basically cutting out top of the funnel. Yeah, and and for us as a business, you know, one 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 sale is worth a lot to, to the business. So yeah. um, actually we're shooting ourselves in the foot. So having that amount of data has been helpful and moving to a more linear approach. And that's what Amazon marketing cloud can do. It can provide you with more of a linear um, understanding of the conversions that come in. Yeah. Um, but the issue still is um, feeding that back to Amazon orders, mm-hmm. which, isn't, which isn't, which is a little bit more of a slug for us because you have to do it manually. And, you know, if you were able to push that to Amazon and allow the system to learn from that data, that would have been even more powerful.
0: Yeah. But (laughs) all right. Well, um, yeah, I think that's a wrap, actually. But uh, I do want to say a big thanks to you for coming to the upcoming Amazon Collective Mastermind in Bali, which is where you are right now. I am. Yeah. Yeah, With Regina. Regina's there as well. She's been scoping things out and checking out some of the activities that we might be doing together. So that's really exciting. But uh, you'll be joining us between the 18th and the 22nd of June this year, 2023, uh, with a bunch of other uh, sellers and service providers. And we've also, you know, obviously Bradley Sutton's coming. Leo Sergio has just um, announced that he's happy to come. Uh, I think, We may get Norm Fryer. I'm still not sure about him. And we've got Kirsty Verity coming. Um, And did I mention Bradley Sutton? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And of course you, George. So it's it's a a cast of thousands. It's going to be a lot of of fun. We're going to learn a lot from each other and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun along the way as well. So really looking forward to that.
1: And just just a heads up as well, Chris, like some of the stuff I I, I talked about with you, I'm just touching the surface. At your event, I'm going to go into far more detail with Data Backed as well. So, here's something we actually did in the account yep. and here's the results that we got. I'm, I'm, I'm also going to consider looking into, depending on what updates come with dis- display ads between now and then, mm. how you can leverage display ads to utilize, uh, to optimize your campaigns um, from things we've done with DSP. So I'm, I'm hoping a few updates are coming into, into um, uh, display yeah. ads. If they do, it's going to have a big, big impact on display ads
0: performance. That's brilliant. Because in the past, we haven't really ever touched heavily on ppc and certainly never we've never spoken about dsp uh, at the collective events that we've held so it's going to be really exciting to have you there and talk to us and uh yeah hopefully bring a lot of your experience and wisdom uh to the table and uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to it can't wait It's a couple of short months away
1: yeah i can't wait myself i can't wait to be back here
0: yeah, um, you because you're going to be charging all over the place in the next few weeks as well, aren't you? Where are you? Yeah,
1: up to? So, so we have about 13 different events between now and June, so um, it's pretty back to back.
0: Do you ever do any work? <laughs>
1: uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, sometimes, you know, if I've got a, a spare minute, I'll, I'll, I'll send an email. <laughs> That's awesome, um, George. If we wanted to get in touch with you, how do we do that? Um, so, I've been best way to do it is clearads.co.uk. So C-L-E-A-R-A-D-S dot C-O dot U-K. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't get confused. There's another George. He has, he's head of sales. I'm George <laughs> He's George Roberts. Um, he, the, the leads will go through to him, but I see every lead that comes through. I'm awesome. um, more than happy to have a chat with anyone, even, even if they just wanted to see if DSP is viable for them. And one last thing I want to say is that just mm-hmm. don't look at DSP. This is a criteria we created and we've seen work really well. If you're doing less than a million a year in revenue, mm-hmm. overall Amazon, kind of overall revenue from business reports, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend starting it yet. Put more money into display ads rather than paying an agency a, a management fee and so on and so forth yeah. Thing yeah. and going into DSP.
0: Oh, that's awesome advice and very honest advice too because you could easily pull a bunch of <laughs> sellers in. Yeah. You're probably, probably not right for them. So good on you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, well, it's been awesome, George. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. No worries. Look forward to seeing you in a
1: couple of months. Likewise, my friend. Take
0: care. All links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.